Welcome to Jesus in America. I'm Eric Fish. I'm passionate about Jesus and I'm passionate about people. I'm passionate about learning. I believe we are at the precipice of a historic reformation of the Western Church, no less significant than the Protestant Reformation of 500 years ago. Join me each week as we explore stories, conduct interviews, and investigate principles among those who are pioneering Jesus-centered life outside the boundaries of conventional Christianity. This, this spiritual guide story sure because it's just you have like such this gift of being able to meet people where they're at I'd love to hear such story about uh-huh. that and just kind of flow off of that kind of conversation um, sure sounds cool to you sure absolutely well uh I quoted this another time, but Francis Schaeffer said, each generation of the church in each setting has the responsibility of communicating the gospel in understandable terms, considering the language and thought forms of that setting. So uh, last year I was uh, on my way to upstate New York for some meetings and I had an extra day. So I stopped in to see a friend who's a a successful entrepreneur in Manhattan, in New York City. And uh, he says, hey, do you want to go to a party? So I said, sure. So I show up to this little flat. There's about 25, 30 people, uh, all artists and young professionals. And about 30 seconds inside the door, a young woman comes up to me, well-dressed lady, and she says, hi, my name is so-and-so. What's your name? What what do you do? And uh, I often hate that question because it's like, how can I explain this in understandable terms? So just kind of off the top of my head, I said, well, I'm a, a spiritual guide of sorts. And she says, oh, really? What, what kind of spiritual guide? And I said, well, um, I travel the country a little bit internationally, but mostly in the United States, doing seminars, helping people explore the ancient teachings of Jesus so that they can align um, their hearts uh, with con- personal connection with him and discover the unique design that they were born for. And she says, wow, that's fascinating. Tell me more. So um, this, you know, enthusiastic back and forth conversation ensues. And she tells me about some of the uh, uh, meditation seminars and retreats she's been to. And dinner was about to start. So um, uh, I, I just looked at her and said, hey, you know, one of my customs is I love to pray blessings for people uh, in the name of Jesus. Um, would it be OK if I prayed a blessing for you? And she says, ah, that would be so great. Thank you so much. I said, well, uh, sometimes uh, our custom is to put hands on someone, like on your shoulder, to impart blessing. It's not necessary, but are you comfortable with that? And she goes, oh, yeah, sure. So I put my hand on her shoulder, and I was thinking, okay, I hope I, you know, God, give me a word of knowledge. Give me something amazing to say. And I've got nothing. I mean, I'm not thinking anything other than than the simplicity that God the Father really loves her. (laughs) So I just start praying, you know, that she would know the love of the Father, how she's uniquely designed, created. And um, all of a sudden, tears start rolling down her uh, cheeks or one cheek. And uh, she looks up and she goes, oh, my gosh, I feel it. She goes, you're a channeler. I go, channeler, what's that? And then I'm like, oh, wait, okay, I've heard this before, like a new age thing or whatever. And so I look at her and I go, wow, you're really spiritually perceptive. Um, One of the scriptures I've studied teaches that uh, when Jesus rose from the dead, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead comes to live inside all those who align their life um, with Jesus. 
And so sometimes when I pray for people, you're feeling the Spirit of Jesus reach out from my spirit to you to invite you into a loving encounter of knowing God deeply as your Father. And she just says, this is amazing. You have to meet my boyfriend. So she takes me across the, the room to meet her boyfriend. We get in a quick conversation, but dinner starts, so we didn't, don't get to talk much more. Um, we're sitting in different uh, sections of the table. But after dinner, we go down to this bar. And we're sitting around, we're having drinks, and there's about probably 12 of us sitting around a table in this downtown Manhattan bar. And the boyfriend comes up to me and he says, hey, uh, excuse me, can I talk to you a little more? And I said, yeah, sure, what's up? He goes, how did it happen? I'm like, how did what happen? He's like, the Jesus thing. Like, like practically, you said he changed your life. Like, how did that happen? And I'm like, is this for real? You know? So I'm like, well, I, I heard this story of Jesus. It's called the good news. And I like to call it the great news. And I heard it in a way I could understand when I was 20 years old. And it totally changed my view about the world, my life. Um, I started a personal connection with Jesus at that point. I said, have you ever heard the story of why uh, Jesus and his message is called good news. And he says, no. And I said, well, can I tell you? And he said, sure. So over the next like minute or two, I just kind of summarized the Bible. I was like, all right, so this is a drastically uh, um, abbreviated overview. But the story goes something like this. In the beginning, God made everything. God made people and people uh, were designed to live in intimate fellowship and communion with God. There was no separation between God and God and people. But early on in our history, an evil being came into the world who was created by God, but he wasn't created as evil. He was created as an angel. But when he rebelled against God, he started setting himself up as a God unto himself. And in that process of separating from relationship from God was the origin of evil in this being. And that being's name was Satan. And he came and he tricked the first people into aligning their heart and their spirit with his values rather than God's. And as a result, people's relationship with God was altered. Evil started coming into the world. And um, although people had a distant memory of the existence of God, that intimate fellowship was broken. But through history, God started sending prophets and prophetesses to foretell that one day this messenger would come into the world who would be born miraculously, who would be God in human form, and he would be the messenger who would lead us back to God. When Jesus came to the earth, no one had talked like he had talked before. No one loved like he loved. He healed the sick. He cast out demons. He did miracles. And he taught his, a group of people how to live like heaven is coming into the earth. And then uh, evil people came and they killed Jesus. But here's the thing, Jesus knew it would happen and he told his followers it was gonna happen. And he was so powerful, because keep in mind, he was God and he was human at the same time. Three days after being dead, he comes back to life. He raises from the dead. And he tells his disciples, go into all the nations, all the world, and I want you to communicate this message that God's kingdom is coming onto the earth. And everybody who receives this message will have three amazing gifts given to them. One, they'll be forgiven of all their sins. Number two, they'll receive eternal life when they die forever because of the sacrifice of Jesus. And three, they get to start life over in a new relationship, a restored relationship with God, where God becomes their father, and Jesus then leads us through the subsequent seasons of our life as we grow in our relationship with the father. And uh, I said, I heard this when I was 20 years old, 
and I believed it, and it sparked me on a totally different life direction. And at that point in the story that I was telling about Jesus, Jesus went up into heaven. He said, one day I will come back, but for now go into all the nations and make disciples, teach people my way of life. So I started doing the Jesus way of life. After hearing this message, it was really simple. I prayed a prayer and said, Jesus, I want to start um, letting you lead me. I believe you rose from the dead, and I want to start following you. And I said, so that's the good news. You've heard it. Would you like to uh, become a follower of Jesus? And he says, I can't believe you're asking me this. And I said, why? He says, well, I've been going to meditation seminars with my girlfriend, and this last month I was at one, and the facilitator set up pictures of all these different gods all around the room. And as we were meditating, there was a picture of Jesus in one section of the room. And for some reason, I couldn't stop staring at his picture. And I felt this presence come over me like Jesus was inviting me to only stare at him and only meditate on him and learn from him. But I, I don't know what else to do. You know, never been in a church in his life. And he says, now we're in this bar and you're asking me if I want to become a follower of Jesus. I totally do. And so right then in that bar... I said, look, we don't need a ceremony. We don't have to go to a special sacred place. The Bible, um, Jesus teaches that wherever two or more people get together in his name, he's, th he's there with us. So Jesus is right here, even though he's invisible. And you can talk to him and tell him you want to become his follower. So he pr prayed this prayer to say, Jesus, I want to connect with you. I want to learn from you. I believe you died. You rose again from the dead. I'm asking for your forgiveness for all the stuff in my life that hasn't aligned with your values. And I want to change and move towards learning your way of life as your disciple. And so right after we get done praying, he says, whoa, this is, this is his language. He says, whoa, I, I felt like a weight just fell off my shoulders and I feel like warm inside. And right then, a guy across the table goes, hey, what the, what the hell are you guys doing over there? And I go, I go, why don't you tell him? And he goes, guys, I just became a follower of Jesus, and it's amazing. I, you should totally do this. And so, so then I'm like, hey, guys, why don't we clap for him? So like the whole table starts clapping for this guy. <laughs> it's amazing. So then by the end of the night, we're sitting around and talking. The whole table starts talking about Jesus. And my new friend looks at me and he goes, hey, now that I'm a follower of Jesus, what do I do next? Can you tell me like two or three things? And he pulls out his iPhone to take notes. And I said, look, man, here's a couple ideas. One, I want you to go home. I want you to write down what decision you made tonight about following Jesus and why. Number two, I want you to think of a few people who need to hear about what, Jesus, what you're learning about Jesus to tell. And number three, um, there's seven key experiences that are awesome for people to do early in their, um, their, their journey of pursuing Jesus. You just did the first one. It's called the Change Experience. And I gave him a little booklet that guides people through seven experiences with Jesus. And I said, this isn't a book for you to read. It's a book for you to start a community where you can experience Jesus with your friends. His girlfriend hears this and goes, can I do this? I want to experience Jesus. My business friend across the table, I brought him over. I said, look, will you meet and guide these people through these seven experiences with Jesus? They agreed to meet the next night in the bar, and a little community of Jesus followers started forming just from sharing the story of God, the story of Jesus in understandable ways over a meal and beverages at a bar. So how do you how do you do that? You make it sound like so easy and so simple, and I think that is a big part of what you are trying to share with people. Mm -hmm. But how did you come to that place where you could have these very natural and real kind of conversations with people and allow yeah. sort of like the spirit to guide those kind of responses? Yeah. Well, a couple of things come to mind. 
First of all, you can't really communicate the story of Jesus very well unless you really care about people. Um, Jesus looked out at the crowds of people and he felt compassion for them. And so he started teaching them many things. In order to reach a generation that doesn't follow Jesus, you first have to have the compassion of Jesus for that generation. Um, a lot of people that I see in current conventional Christendom is they're mad at the world. They're mad at the culture that doesn't know Jesus. And so we end up retreating to our Christian castles and just spend our time issuing truth statements. Now, I might agree with a lot of those truth statements, but the thing is that Jesus didn't teach the crowds until he first felt compassion for them. And um, we oftentimes slip into a mindset that we're speaking to crowds of Christians, not speaking a message out of compassion that crowds of people who don't yet follow Jesus can hear. Um, so the first thing I'd say is actually praying for people until you can feel what God feels for them, compassion. The second thing um, I think is a good tip for people wanting to engage people in conversation about Jesus is become much better at asking questions than giving answers. Um, if you look through the scriptures, it's pretty fascinating if you do a search of how many times God asks people questions. In the very beginning, Adam and Eve, first people, you know, sever their connection with, you know, their allegiance to God, and they feel shame and fear, and so they hide from God for the first time. In the midst of that, God says, where are you? I don't think it's because he didn't know. He's asking a question to get people to respond, to examine for themselves. And, you know, th through the stories of Jesus, um, you know, Jesus asks the woman at the well, where's your husband? He asked the Pharisees, let me also ask you a question. Jesus is a great question asker. And I like to become a question asker with people, like in conversations. Sometimes I'll simply say, have you ever had a, a meaningful spiritual experience or a personal experience with God? Or did you grow up in a religious home or where you had a faith tradition? And let's talk and we'll go back and forth. And pretty soon we're in a dialogue, we're in a conversation. Third thing I'd say is, I have a background in debate, apologetics, public speaking, but in 22 years of following Jesus, I have never one time debated or argued someone into following Jesus. But I've had the privilege of walking with people, many, many people who've become lifelong followers of Jesus. One thing that people cannot argue with is your personal story, your personal experience about how you became aligned with Jesus, became fascinated with Jesus, started learning from Jesus, how he's influenced your life, not in a fabricated way, not in a, you know, a made up, exaggerated way, but in a, in a real way. Um, how has having a personal connection with Jesus, how does that influence your life? Communicating out of experience invites people to open the possibility that they could have their own experience with Jesus and build their own lifelong journey of connection with Jesus. So maybe talk about that. Like it has to come from a place where you, like you said, you have compassion for uh -huh. people, but then you also have to talk about Jesus uh -huh. in a kind of way that is very real. What has that look like? And how, how have you been able to sustain that in the midst of ups and downs in life, right? It's not like, oh, everything is always so good. And right. So perfect. Yeah. 
how has your relationship with yeah. Jesus through the ups and the downs actually allowed you to have authentic connection with people yeah. as you reflect on your kind of personal yeah. experience? Yeah, you know, it's sometimes it seems like it's, you know, it'd be easier to talk to people about Jesus when everything's going well. But I don't follow Jesus because everything's always great in my life. I follow Jesus because He loves me and He's true. Um, and, you know, I've had some of the most meaningful um, connections with other people um, who experienced life transformation with Jesus in times of my life where I really wasn't that happy or I was fighting depression or, you know, struggling through a situation of life that was just really confusing or whatever, um, growing as a husband, growing in marriage, learning to be a better father, you know, experiencing stuff where it's like, man, I'm really not measuring up to where I think Jesus wants me to be in the future, you know. And it's funny because in those seasons of life, like that we're struggling or we're uh, falling into a temptation of sin or we're just not really living our proverbial A game, you know, of winning in life and doing great with the Lord or whatever. In those times, it's like the enemy wants us to just lie down and then get ashamed of ourselves. But the thing is, shame never produces uh, true transformation uh, and, and change. Um, learning to be in the kind of relationships, safe relationships, where I can fully be myself and know there are areas in my life where I am nailing it, winning, doing awesome. And there's areas in my life where I'm like, gosh, I'm really struggling with this. And I'm in a safe community where we can just be real and authentic as we pursue Jesus. There are times in my life I have not had that and it's so hard. I'm in this season of life learning to build those kind of safe, vulnerable relationships so we can fly farther, go farther together because we're challenging ourselves to grow, but also very safe um, to, when one person is struggling for the others to surround them and pick them up and encourage them. So as far as talking, you know, about Jesus and maintaining that rhythm, I don't usually feel this forced compulsion of like, I got to tell people about Jesus. It's more like, I really like people. I'm fascinated by people and I want to get to know them. And inevitably, when I get to know people and we start a dialogue and a relationship, it's going to come up that I'm passionate about Jesus. I love helping people discover how Jesus is already revealing himself in their life, helping people uh, learn about Jesus for the first time because he's made a huge difference in my life. Some of the times I've seen that happen are in times where I really haven't, you know, I, I'm not doing that great. So uh, in those moments, I'm connecting with someone about Jesus, not because I have everything figured out and my life's perfect, but because I love Jesus and I love other people. And Jesus has never abandoned me in any season of life. And I want everybody to have the chance to experience that kind of unforsaking, constant relationship with Jesus because they will go through highs and they will go through lows. I want them to have a personal um, walk with Jesus so they can experience what I, what I have. You've been listening to Eric Fish's podcast, Jesus in America, produced by Carl Cathedral with music by Cloudkicker. Thank you for tuning in. 
and we hope you'll join us again for the next episode.